Hello, residents of Meepletown. This is Dean. Johnny Top 50. And, oh, spoiler. Today well, we're it's, gonna... not, it's on the, the notes in the <laughs> description when you click on it. Today we're going to be starting our Top 50. We're going to do 50 through 41. So thanks for joining us for episode number 80. All right, residents of Meepletown, if you were here right now, you would see Dean with his happy pants on and his happy hat on. Why are you so happy, Dean? You know what we need, John? We... Are you ignoring my question? <laughs> yeah, You love bit. to ignore my questions. Bit. John and I are sitting next to each other today instead of across from the table. We should have put a mirror like in front of us so we can see each other and not have to turn to the side. A mirror? Like a meerkat? Mirror. Oh. Mirror. I would... I would... Why? Why am I? Uh, why am I dressed like what? Well, you said you have your happy pants on. Why do I have my happy pants on, John? Because you're so excited about doing the top fifty. I'm so excited. I'm so scared. What? What? Do you, I was gonna start singing with you. You, you remember just blew that? Blew it. Say by the bell. That was a very emotional episode. Yeah. Do, do you remember? It was that? a little ridiculous. It, it was well. It was emotional. It I felt it. like. Well, here's the thing. It was. Yes. It just felt. I remember when I was watching it thinking, it just doesn't feel like, it felt like it, for, it was forced. Johnny, like they were trying to teach the kids not to do this. And so like, let's have an episode that has a positive thing. And I was just like, yeah, whatever. You know, if you want to really teach kids, someone should have died. Are you not entertained? Johnny. They should have killed Johnny insensitive just wants to be entertained. He doesn't want any kind of seriousness in his Saved by the Bell episode. No, I'm fine with it. But just if you're going to be, get serious, then we need to slit some throats. Oh my goodness gracious. Can I edit that out? That's uh. Well, you said you said I can't get serious. I said nothing of that. I sort. can get really serious right now. Oh my gosh! You know what? I don't know how to come back from that. Yeah, I don't either. Do you want to talk about what we've been playing lately? Yes, <laughs> I, I guess so. We're not gonna do a poll. We're just gonna jump into what we've been playing. Is that the order? Yeah, the poll needs to go first. Yep. All right, listen, y'all. The serial poll is over. Thank you. We goodness. have a grand champion. And I'm not going to lie, our voting was pretty sorry on Twitter at the very end. The one, the guild actually wasn't, was solid, I think. I got to go back and look. But also, no guild members listen to this more. So I like to pander to the people. I think you like to make the people feel guilty for not voting. That's what I think. No, the guild did have a solid, a solid showing for sure. If you think about the percentage of the guild versus that voted, yeah, it's really solid. But Twitter, you know, I just wondered. I said this last week, Dean, or two weeks ago, you know, are my polls not exciting when I do the tournament or are we creatures of hype? And whenever things aren't as exciting, this is a segue to our top 50. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Whenever we don't. Sense. Yeah. Whenever we, when it's not as new and fresh, do we start to go, uh, it's just not as good. I need something fresh. Hmm. Maybe, maybe, just maybe. People don't care about cereal when they're trying to get board game information from us. That's what they want. So That's why they listen to us. They've made it clear that that's yeah. why they like us. So we need uh, to come up with a board game cereal. <laughs> that would be awesome. Dude, <laughs> no, with little meeples? Or of sorts. Meeples? Did actually, you hear that? That's not a terrible idea. I bet if they had like scythe cereal and stuff, they would get some gots. Probably not like wide. So that's the, that's the So I have million dollar ideas. Like they all the time. So someone needs to come out with a board game. That's not true. I was like, if you have million dollar ideas, 
why why are why we do I make so little money doing this right now? You should be supporting Meeple Town right now fully. Because I don't have the uh, energy to actually do it. <laughs> <laughs> so if somebody could make some Meeple cereal, well, that's it. You come up with your own website, and it has different types. And maybe you, it's you know, I don't know how hard it is to get your own cereal created. Customize cereal. You should look that up, Dean. You should look up. Can you customize? If you could, maybe you have like a cereal of the month. Like, hey, it's Viticulture Month. And instead of pouring milk in it, you pour wine in it. Oh. Oh, yeah. Somebody. uh, I'm looking it up right now. Somebody for an April Fool's joke came up with a cereal. This is. Oh, my goodness. I would not want to eat that. Terrible timing that somebody in like April of 2019. Oh, can't see it. Put out oh a pandemic, the cereal, a plague in every bite. That is... Yeah, that would be hard for me to swallow. <laughs> a bit a bit insensitive. I uh, I don't think that was the one I was talking about. Renegade Games Studios, was 20, maybe they did one? That was 2019, Dean. That was before the stuff hit the fan. Oh, that's right. It was, was That was like it? a year before. Well... Or nine months Maybe or they, they knew it was coming. Um, maybe it was prophetic. Renegade Games Studios. Maybe we have a prophet in our midst. Yeah, it is. Renegade Game Studios, gaming goodness at every bite. I don't know if that was it either. Okay, so we <laughs> did our top tournament of 16. Started with 16 cereals, Dean. We went down to eight, down to four. Now we're down to one. There is a champion, the greatest cereal of all time. Maybe. Okay, let's see what you got. So the final four, if you have not been listening or have not are this new to this, or if you need to, what do you think that's funny for me to say you haven't been listening? Dean is just laughing really hard. Or <laughs> no, I googled funny serial names and like that was a terrible timing. That was terrible timing for me to do that. So I went out of that screen because I knew I would start laughing in the microphone at the very first one. All right. So the number one, Dean, are you ready to pay attention to these four? Yeah. Because if you're not, you'll ask me again. Cheerios, all types. Right? We can't get into all that nonsense about all kinds of... Cr- That's a tough one to do that. Number two, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Number three, Fruity Pebbles. Number four, Lucky Charms. Who won, Dean? This is a, this is like the most important moment of your life. Two, two questions. One, do you want to know my pick? Actually, I do want to know your pick. I want you to know. I want actually to know it before. I, you know, I always get mad Is that at right? you. Okay. I always say, Dean, just do it in the right order because you do this every time and it drives me up up the wall. I am going to punch something sometime. Oh my goodness! All right, but not today. No, I'm... today is a punchless podcast. You but want for to real, know what is your which one would you? My pick for? out of those is probably I don't know. Cheerios is tough because like it's hard to just lump all of them together. It is. I would say health concerns aside, I would say just going by taste, Fruity Pebbles. Okay, thank you for not breaking a tie for me. Okay. <clears throat> did you did you pick? I did. All right. Cinnamon Toast Crunch is the winner then. So here's the thing. For the championship. Okay. With 34.2% votes, both Cinnamon Toast Crunch and, make your guess. Cheerios. Cheerios. Are tied. Here's what I think, John. How in the world? I think. What can we do here? I think you have to give it to cinnamon toast because then you're looking at, all, you're looking at all combinations of Cheerios. So you're, so you're like saying you had to throw them all together. in there just to get it. This place. you might have somebody that's like, oh, my favorite's regular Cheerios, which I doubt it. 
And then you might have somebody that's like, my favorite is chocolate Cheerios. My favorite is is the cinnamon, not cinnamon, but um, honey nut Cheerios, right? Yeah. So then they're going to pick that category. I don't think it's fair to Cinnamon Toast Crunch. You got to give it to them. All right. Right? It's our podcast. The winner <laughs> of the cereal tournament is Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Oh, Dane, what are you doing? I don't think anyone cares. Oh, <laughs> I, I've, I've been on the edge of my seat. I've been on the edge of my bowl. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, good for you. Which bowl? <laughs> you never know. I'm excited for you for Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Well, well done. Well, here's the interesting piece. The Guild was heavily in the favor of Cheerios at 42.9% to 23.8%. That would be Cheerios versus Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Twitter was 50% Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Oh, okay. Only 21% Cheerios. So it was almost reversed with Cinnamon Toast Crunch having a little bit more... Um, you know, votes on the Twitters. You Lucky know Charms said, had a John. good amount of vote on the po- on the po- nope on the Guild and didn't have very many on the Twitters. You know what I've always said? Who is the more refined of those two groups? The Guild, right? Yeah, the Guild. They're they're the more refined group. And yeah, they but now you don't make it any more confusing than it already they is. They pick the the fancier of the two. Yeah, well, we're doing cinnamon a toast fancy crunch. feast, which. If you were. If, if were, I were to say, were. what is my, <laughs> what am I saying? <laughs> if I were to say, what is my favorite cereal of all time? I would say cinnamon toast crunch. So thank you again, Meeple town for confirming that I am the best host of the show. Is that what this does? Is this an ego boost? Is this that why is you did why this? it was so important for me? You didn't even put my favorite in the, in the mix. What is your favorite? I don't know. I don't you don't <laughs> even know your own favorite. I oh, raisin brand raisin brands. Probably. My okay. Favorite. It was in the mix and it lost. Well, Apparently, so. we don't have people over the age of 40 entering in this contest. That is like the dad cereal, though, right? Yeah. Like, if you you know those, the white... And granddad cereal at that. White New Balance shoes to mow the grass in. Mm-hmm. And before he goes out and mows the grass, he eats a bowl of Raisin Bran. I think... He also tucks in his shirt, his polo shirt, I right? think Skechers are the new New Balance, With khaki pants. Skechers are the new New khaki Balance. Khaki shorts. Mm. They are. When you just mean like dads are wearing them that just yeah. don't care about style that much. Uh huh. Do you have a pair of Skechers? On right now, literally on my feet. <laughs> <laughs> They're so comfortable. All right. Last thing before we get into this is a very important question for you, Dean. Before we get into what we've been playing lately, uh, and hey, we sh- hopefully we'll have some newcomers onto this podcast because guess what? We do get more people that listen when we do our top fifties, right? That's true. So if you are new, oh man, we should have done a lot you. better job. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, we're about to actually talk about board games. But last night, I was at the hookah bar. We were having uh, some really good time with some of our friends, eating some great homemade Indian chicken. Absolutely phenomenal. Uh, Two young ladies come up to me. They're one's 16 and 17. They're just like daughters of my friends. And they said, John, we just want to tell you to complete your ensemble of who you are. You really need a nose ring. Is that right? That's that's what they said. What do you, what do you think I about wanna, that? I want to get your thoughts on, really? Like They're like, seriously, it would look really good. You should get a nose ring. <laughs> okay. I, here's what I think. I think they might be right. They're onto something, and I think you should get a little meeple, little meeple <laughs> stud in there, right? Oh. I mean, you would want to get something. Like, what if I got a finger that actually was looking like it was going into my nose? Yeah, that's, that actually that's... would fit your personality more, I think. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last question. Because when I was in college and high school, I wanted a lip ring really bad. 
If you were me, would you get a nose or a lip ring if you had to pick? Can I can I add one to the mix? Absolutely. Well, I mean, is it okay for the podcast? Yeah, it is. I almost, okay. this might not surprise eyebrow? you. Eyebrow? I almost got my eyebrow pierced at one time. My brother came out of the bathroom with a needle through his eyebrow one time. Really? Yeah, he just did it himself. There's like some, you know, veins and stuff going on there, right? That's bold. Oh, yeah. That's really bold. Yeah. I, I was really close to doing it at one point. I, piercings are more appealing to me than than tattoos. I've never been a tattoo guy, so. So you didn't answer my question. What Whoops. would you want? You would want me to get an eyebrow ring. That's what you're saying. Oh, for you, not for me? No. I want you to answer both. Go with the I go want, with the finger up your nose ring. That's, okay. That's you want me to go you. for a nose ring and you would go for the eyebrow? I think so. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Let's talk about what we've been playing. I know so. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> All right. Hey, before you get to that, let me let me read a I'm, I'm glad that you picked the right one. So <laughs> I'm gonna read a review that somebody left for us. This is from Bishop on for the podcast. This is on the uh, okay, hold on. Right before I, before I read this, let this me just go ahead and say... This is ego-boosting segment. The podcast app on Apple is Oh, gosh. Atrocious. Here comes Grandpa Dean. Atrocious right now. In his sketchers. Here's let me, let me tell you what's going on in my life right now, John. Oh, my gosh. I leave his the other day... His arms are flailing right now. I leave the office the other day, and I'm like, I need an escape from John. Like, I just need to get away from John. I'm going to go drive in my car. That is common. I'm going to listen to the to the Office Ladies podcast because, again, it's like the best podcast out there, okay? My wife likes that a lot. You know you turned around to that. I. <laughs> it's true. My, she listens to it. There we go. There we go. I probably I'm, – I'm laughing because I think I probably sell more people on the Office Ladies than oh, I do, do People Town. Uh, that's exactly right. Anywho, listening to Office Ladies, or so I think, I put it on my, my Apple podcast app. Click on Office Ladies. Do you know what plays? What? Meeple Town. Town. Like episode 60 or 40 or something crazy? I don't know. I don't know what episode it was. I was like, what is happening? Why does it do that? You know when I you finish that? I cannot get it to play Office Ladies. Like, I'm ready for the next episode, and it will not play it. Why do you finish episodes, and then it just starts playing some rando? I don't know. That you finished before. Like, it does for me. Like, I know I finished it, and then I'll like go back to some random episode and... Anyways. I have I have a lot of complaints about this app, but I think it, so. If somebody has any old like, man suggestions Dean, here he goes. on what I can do, I mean, I just want to listen to a podcast that I click on. You just want it to you want to tell it what to do, and you want it to do it. Yeah, it's I also don't want to have to scroll through pages to get to the newest episode of the podcast, and I've had to do that lately too. Yeah, okay. I'm rant is over, but I'm telling you, man, my my heart's racing right now. Dean out. Okay, Bishop says, new Meeple Town resident. I came to Meeple Town by accident, a happy accident, one might say. Much like my last child, mm. winky face. You hey, like that? That happens. Uh, <laughs> I enjoy the back and forth from Dean and John. I have a story about that, but I think oh, it's inappropriate oh for the podcast. Oh my goodness. I enjoy the back and forth between from Dean and John and enjoy the positive, upbeat, and honest board game coverage. I'm guessing maybe not after this first part of the episode where John was neither positive, upbeat, nor honest. How was I not honest? You're, what was I you, not honest about? You were honest, maybe brutally honest. So That's exactly right. Too far honest. From the newest resident of Meeple Town, keep up the great work, guys. Five stars. Hey. Boom. I really appreciate that. That is Thanks, Bishop. Yes, Bishop. Thank you. That is so encouraging. Like no doubt. No diggity. Yeah, it really is awesome. Okay. We really do get excited about those. Yeah. Like, seriously. We mentioned this last podcast. We want funny. Five star ratings. I'm just kidding. I, you give us whatever you want to give us, but we want we want comedy. 
I mean, yeah, but no pressure. That's a problem, Dean. I think that oh, maybe right. we're pressuring people oh, you're right. that don't can't think of something funny. That's right. And so give us tragedy. We want yeah, tragedy. like just say I want to slit your throats. Oh my goodness! That's what why? I said earlier in the podcast, and then we would know. Oh, that's a reference to the podcast. No, that but I'm still going to give be. you a five stars because I never want to cut your tongue out. I never want you to talk again. But five stars. Oh my goodness! That's I, like you, I don't want to cut your tongue out. Am, am I? Did this podcast become more mature rated by me saying that? And then now we're going to get kicked out of something. I think so. Okay, Belfort. You've been playing Belfort. That is a. I played uh, Belfort. That's an older game. Not have been playing, but I have played Belfort. Isn't that a tasty minstrel game? It is a tasty minstrel game. This one came out in 2011. Jonathan, our buddy Jonathan, we talk about him all the time. Jonathan has a Kickstarter version of this game. Was really excited about it. I can. Sorry, I'm just going to pause for just one moment, Meeple Town. Oh I was watching the Parks and Rec episode where uh, Anne keeps talking about Justin all the time. Justin, Justin, Justin. That's what happens with Dean and me and Jonathan. Continue. All right. So in this game, you have these dwarf and elf disc that you are placing out into different worker placement spots. And basically, it's 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 pretty basic worker placement, but you have these five different districts that you're potentially placing your workers in. It's kind of weird. So each district has one worker placement spot, and then you have different worker placement spots on the board. But most of the ones on the board are to give you lots of resources. So if I put a bunch of elves in a location, they're going to give me a specific type of resource. If I match up the dwarves and the elves together, they're going to work together and they're going to create metal, I think, something like that. And then there's spots on the board that will give you goods or bonuses or whatever and you can own those worker placement spots and if you do normally you'd have to pay a dollar to the bank but now john if i own this and you take this spot you pay that dollar to me and i can i can get a little bit of a money engine going on okay okay the other part other than worker placement is area control so as you are building different cards which is what you're doing like you're using the resources to build cards and then if I own a card like a pub, I can place one of my houses in a pub in one of those districts. And then I'm going to get points based on how many, uh, how much, uh, you know, how much control I have over that territory. Okay. And that's, that's it. It's a pretty basic game. It's actually, it's weighted 3.05 on BGG. I think that's actually a little high. Now we just, we did just play the base game of this. Okay. Okay. Maybe Tell you what, why. hey, wait, wait, go back to that screen, even though no one can see it. There's a there's one a complaint I have before I complain about the game. This okay, so there is, you can, you can sell and you can buy in this game. You can buy and sell one customer per visit. Okay, <laughs> the way this is labeled on here is so, like, so confusing, and it doesn't even make sense why you would label it this way. So in this case, you can sell this for this. So you would think, okay, I can sell this for this, but no, I can buy this for this. It's okay, You need to explain that to the podcasters that aren't looking at what you're pointing at. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I'm just explaining to you. So basically what it is, I can, I can sell, and then it has, it says you can sell, and then it has a logo that has um, two different symbols on there. One, you can sell two of the regular goods for a coin, okay? So I can get rid of two goods for a coin. Then on the other side, it has... It has the the imagery as well, right? And it says that you can buy one small good for a coin. But really, what that means is I can I can give up a coin a two for, for a one small exchange. good. But it reverses the the iconography yeah. on there for no reason. I just don't understand that. So anyway, 
that's a small like complaint. Although every time somebody went to buy or sell, they would get frustrated at that. Well, the bottom of this says limit one buy and one sell per customer per visit. No trolls. So you're not allowed because you're trolling it right Hey-o. now. You are. So did you like this game? Because I've I've wow. Okay, because I've looked at yeah. this several times and I've been like kind of intrigued, but never enough to actually play it. Yeah, it's. It's fine. I, it's not that I hated the game at all. Like I, you kind of hated it. I didn't love it. I can sense in your voice that you really were not a fan of this. I yeah, I wasn't a fan. Here's the thing. I think maybe the expansions add quite a bit more. But when I come to the table and play a game, I'm not going to add in expansions at the beginning. So like, you got to sell me on that first play, right? And it's got to be at least interesting. And this game was not interesting enough for me to want to play it again. Like you, you have the same cards that you're building over and over again, and the cards aren't really that interesting. I think, it, at least in my opinion, you know, I, I feel like the cards allow you to get extra workers and upgrade your workers and things like that. But like, there's not enough variety there. There's not enough variety in the worker placement spots in general. This this was not a hit for me, it, or Jonathan wow. for that matter. He was getting rid of his copy. I get, I get why people like it, I guess, but I think maybe you need to add expansion stuff. And I'm just not at the point where I'm that interested to play the expansions with it. Hey, that's good because Dean is a pretty positive guy a lot of the times. I like how you just kind of came out like uh, Steve Austin. You stone cold stunned that game. I don't think that's what that was. Oh, it was. Yeah. Was it? You said that you hate the game and that you ripped up the box. I, I did not. I also got to play a QE that, that night, and that made up for it. I will, I'll will i mention that here in a second. Okay. Um, so the game that I want to talk about that I've been playing lately, really quick before we get into our top 50, the top 40, 50 to 40, sorry. <laughs> Start our top 50 list. Lewis and Clark, The Expedition. Dean and I talked about this. Hey, Dean, when was that? Like a few months ago, it was during COVID, and we could only play online games remember that that's right and so this was one of them and we both had some pretty similar feels about the game um and then i liked it enough to it was on sale and i went ahead and picked it up i thought you know what got the game this is the second edition of this game uh they changed some of the rules a little bit um some of the stuff changed i don't remember our several plays of it on board game arena uh whenever it was the first edition i believe i don't remember that enough to really remember a lot of the rule changes except for there's tokens that you get rid of instead of going backwards on the river or whatever which I prefer that because my wife hates games that you can go backwards on and so um anyways it just it's discouraging to her six or one half dozen the other I think but anyways so in this game you're racing Dean it has Lewis and Clark has some really cool mechanics about the way the cards play so you're trying to go up the river trying to go over the mountains and certain cards and stuff that you play allow you to do that. Um, but I mean, what you're doing here is not only is the card play interesting because a couple things, one is you have to play two cards every time, one card that tells you the action and one card that tells you how many uh, workers that you have to help you on that action. So you could do, and then also on top of that, whenever you get down, sit down and excuse me, lay down the cards, you're also looking for icons that have shown up not only in your tableau, but in other players' tableaus. So if I play a card with a golden seal on it, and I play two workers on it, then I get that action times two. So if I was trying to get pelts, I get two pelts. However, if Dean has two cards with the golden seal or yellow seal on them, I get to do my action times three. 
So I could get six pelts if I want, and everyone's going, everyone's screaming, and the crowd's going wild. Nobody like, does that. I get that. six pelts, but here's the thing. Nobody does that game. in this game, by the way. Here's the thing. In this game, you can lose, you can make your ships too heavy by having too many goods in them whenever you camp. And so that actually will prevent you until you get, you'll get these uh, daytime, nighttime tokens. And if you, need, if you can go up the river three spaces, but you have five tokens, guess what, Dean? You can't go up the river until you get rid of your tokens. So you get rid of the three tokens and you still sit there in the same spot. So you have to manage your resources really well. This game is very much about efficiency and building. It's a deck building game. So building that deck to really help you get up the river, over the mountains, through the woods, to grandmother. There is no through the woods. Anyhow, what did I, I enjoy this game? Dean did. Yeah, I like this game. It's it's weird. Now I haven't played the new version of it, and it sounds like I might like it a little bit better. the The complaint that I had about it was the the length of time that it takes to play the the gameplay itself. I, I really enjoy it. I think it's a cool system. It's it's neat, and it is kind of up my alley. It has the same feel as like a. Quest for Eldorado, I don't think you've played that, but like you, you know, no. deck building, playing cards to be able to move spaces. It's the same idea, but it adds more than than just that. I really enjoy that, but the length of time was kind of a bummer. And we had a bum game when we played it online where there was no possible way for me to win the game because I got stuck at the very beginning. And I don't remember well enough the system of that old version of the game to remember how or why that happened. I know it was poor play on my part, but we hadn't played the game, if I remember right, or I hadn't played it in a while or something like that. So I forgot that whatever happened could happen, and I was just never able to get past the first part of the game, yeah. right? Is that what happened? Yeah, I got, like, stuck you, you got, I got way too far ahead, and there was literally no chance. I was just laughing at you the whole time. It was one of the most glorious But I couldn't hear you because I was back in, in podcast, like, no, East of St. Louis. In board game playing history. That's right. I mean, that's right. Um, you know, I really, I love the mechanics of this game, but every time I play it, I, I, I do feel like it gets a little boring slightly because you kind of build your deck and just keep running it, you know, and I've had, I have issues with that sometimes. And, you know, Dean, we've talked about that, right? And, um, yeah, so it may just be poor play. It may be the more I play it, then the more I just build my deck even more efficiently and I go a lot faster um, but I feel like there's a point to where there's not much of a reason to add cards. I've already, if I've built my my deck right, I've already got my mountain cards. I already got these things. So now I'm just kind of getting my resources, go up three spaces, wait for the next player. Get my resources, go up a few spaces, wait for the next player. And that's my only downer. It's still like probably a seven and a half to maybe eight. Um, on you know, if I was going to give it a rating, so I do really enjoy it. My wife hated it. She doesn't like race games. And just, just really, she's felt the same way. She's like, this is just kind of boring now. You know, um, I, I've built my thing and I'm just doing the same thing over and over. So I get that argument. It is why... I've heard other people say that too. It's why I, I, I prefer Quest for Eldorado. Yeah. Because it doesn't it doesn't have that same feeling. I mean, it like you get the same feeling in a shorter amount of time and it feels... I don't know. Both games feel really tense to me. I, I like that about them. It's know? tough because I like it. I don't think I'm going to get rid of it right now. I feel like I want to like it more than I like it, but I still like it. So there you go. I got you. I want to like it more than I can like it, but I still like it. Can we do our top 
fifty through forty one now. Man, I I'm getting was so hyped. So... Oh, hey, wait, real fast though, you said you oh, want to say something about QE. I oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So you I played QE. QE. So the other night, uh, Dean was invited to a game night, which he said, "Yes, I can't wait to come. It's going to be fantastic." <laughs> Only to the two days later, say, "Oh, I have a board meeting." The Sorry. next day. The next day. Your meeting was probably a very bored meeting compared to our board meeting. We were both doing. Board we had a board meeting things. too. Right? Yeah. That's right. So we play Blood Rage, which I haven't played in a while. And we'll see. We'll see. Will, will I talk about Blood Rage in my top 50? Will Dean talk about Blood Rage on his top 50, in his top 50? We'll, stay tuned well, to find you, out. Yes. You may not find yes. out. Th- and you may not find out this week. And you may find out this week. Hey, who knows? A little suspense there. We played that, but we also played QE. And this is a game that Dean has been raving about. John, you're going to love this. John, you're going to love it. You think it's going to be, you're going to think it's amazing when you play it. Um, if you weren't on the podcast last time, it's pretty simple. Basically, you're bidding on these tiles to gain victory points. And there's some kind of set collection type thing going on. But you can bid any amount that you want is the real big catch in this game. However, the other big catch or the catch as a part of that is if you bid more money than anybody else, you automatically lose. So you could have the most points at the end of the game, but Dean bid more money than everybody else, so he loses the game. So it's all just relative, right? Like people just throwing numbers out there. You could have games where you're playing betting 50, 60 bucks. You could have them that you're playing, you know, betting $7 trillion. It doesn't matter, right? So I liked it. Um, I liked it a, a decent amount. Let me say that. I, I've only played it one time, so I hate giving. I liked it a decent amount. I will say... I wasn't like, this is the greatest game I've ever played. But I will say that I was like, that was pretty solid. So, am I going out to rush out to buy it? No. Um, Game Point Cafe actually has it pretty cheap, by the way. They do. Little little, uh, little plug if for I them. If I can make it the there Nashville, this week and it's still there, that might If you're be in the mine. Nashville area. Hey, <laughs> if you do go there, uh, if he has two copies, give me one too. I'll, I'll pay you back. <laughs> that's, that's how I am. Like... Uh, it's, it's it's like that borderline game where I'm kind of like, eh, but do I really, I don't want to drive to Nashville. I'm not that excited about it, but it may really grow on me even more. Here's, here's There's what a lot I think, of upside to that game, I think. Here's what I think you might find. I've only played this game twice now. Last time I played it once, I've played it once since then. Now that I've played it twice, I like it even better because the second game played out radically different than the first one. Oh, I could see that happening. Oh, it was so crazy because... The people that you're playing with and like the very first starting bid changes like the entire game. It's it's so good. So yeah. good. Yep. Yeah. I like it a lot. I like it, man. This could it, it could be one I mean, it could be one of my favorite party ish games. It was I wouldn't consider it a party game. Would you because there's not enough players. I would say speaking of party, Family let's start game. with our top fifty. That's a bit gonna be a party. All right, Meeple Town, we are back. Here we go, baby. Or if you are joining us on the YouTubes, you are here for the first time. You missed the first part, but we're actually doing a little little joint action between the podcast and the YouTubes. Because it is our top 50 of 2021. Oh, yeah. Is that a is that a clap? Is that your... No, that was when John Ralphio and Tom Haverford were doing that presentation. Okay. All right. So <laughs> we are doing things a little bit differently. We've done this before, but just so you know, if you're watching this on YouTube, know that we're also recording for the podcast. If you're listening to the podcast, know this is on YouTube and we're actually showing screenshots of the game on there. And so yep. if we're making reference, we're going to try to make it appealing to both 
listeners and viewers. However, we might make some mistakes there, and we might point out things that you just can't see. How about that? Because you're listening. So I apologize for that. There you go. And if you're on YouTube and you haven't seen our, um, or haven't seen, I guess you don't see podcasts, do you? You can, you see maybe. The screen. If you're streaming. If you haven't listened to our podcast, you can go to uh, meepletown.podbean.com or we're on iTunes or Spotify, Google Play. We're on all that stuff. Just search Meepletown and you can check out our podcast and hear the nonsense that we talked about before we got to this point. Dean, here we go. The big moment. 50 to 41. Are you ready to reveal to the world? I mean, no pressure, but the world is waiting to hear well, your number 50 is. Yes, I am totally ready. However, uh oh, here caveat. we go. Oh boy. Here <laughs> we go. I want to talk already. about a little bit already. of my, my process before we get started, John. I know you got the hype all built up, but just know in my process, I'm like, what are the games that I really want to play right now more than anything else? So you might hear my number 50 pick and think, oh man, this guy's on the new hypeness list, right? Like he's on the, on the hype boat. He's That's on the what hype happens. train. Well, on the hype boat would be a better. That might be phrase for the spick. That might be correct. But this is our most recent review on the podcast. This is how this guy is. All you have to do is give him a game that has incredible components and it's a new game. He's on the hype boat and he's sailing down the river. Lord knows where he's going. He's, where where it ends, no one knows. Meeple Town is where he's going. All right. We're going to Merchant's da, Cove da, for my number da, fifty da, da, pick. Merchant's Cove is a new game. The newest game on my list, easily. That is incredible that you put that at number 50. No, Nothing against Merchant Cove, but incredible that you've liked the, a game so much, Dean, that within a month's time, it has gone into your top 50. Yeah. That's impressive. But I will say, there's another game that I've played recently, and I've only played once, and it made it higher on my top 50. That's yep. how hype I am in that game. This game, I've played a bunch. I've played this game... A lot over the past, whatever, month, month and a half, however and long And you do like it. the components. I do like the components, but that's not the only reason I'm making this pick, John. I like the game because the way a lot of the interaction happens with the boats, I really enjoy that piece of it. I like, I like that too. I like mid-weight asymmetrical games that feel a little thematic. Some people might say this is not thematic at all. I, I think it is. I think you're, you know, you're I making feel, wares. It feels thematic. Them. I'm not going to say overly thematic, no, but, no, no, no. but for a Euro game, it feels a little bit thematic. Yeah, it definitely does. So anyway, I've really enjoyed my plays of this, and I know that this one's going to stay in my collection for a long time. Can't wait to see new factions come out and see how this game evolves. For some people, it might be too light. For me, it's right in my wheelhouse. Love this game. That is Merchant's Cove. I enjoyed it as well. I like what you said. I like the way that the boat, you know, that stuff interacts a lot, like when tactically to... Decide to put someone into a boat, you know, when to, where to put them in the boat, you know, am, am I doing it too early in the round? Now Dean can put all his green guy, you know, build a bunch of green wares up because he knows that there's going to be green things that are going to come out or that they're going to be buying that and it's going to be multiplied times three. And if you know the place game, you don't know what I'm talking about. But for all those reasons, I do enjoy this game as well. Hey, look, we did a video for this. We, we had it on our most recent picture podcast. of Johnny Pack here on the, That's on right. the YouTubes. That's right. One of the designers. So anyway, I really like this game. I get, don't don't just hear this if you hate this game. Don't hear it and say, oh, I'm shutting him down because I've got some picks that you might like, but I wow. just think this game is really well done and I love it. It sounds to me like you're pandering over there. I'm not pandering. I'm just yeah, saying you are. don't discount me if you don't like this game. All right, that's your number 50. My number 50 is a game that came out in 2019, I believe. I pulled it up right here, and that is a uh, 
Daniele Tassini game, and that is Trismegistus, the ultimate formula. I, I know Dean, like, he looks at this and he's thinking, oh my gosh, this is a fairly heavy game. And it's about um, becoming the greatest alchemist. And you're, you know, converting this to that and to that to this. And it's a dice drafting game. And I'm going to tell you something. It's a crunchy, puzzly game that does feel pretty darn heavy that you've got to be the most efficient at this game. I'm showing some pictures here. Um, Is this game thematic, John? Uh, not at all. I don't feel like I'm an alchemist okay. at all. No, I don't. But I do think that like the board and stuff looks really cool, and I like the art a whole lot on this game. But do I care about the art? Yes and no. Like, If the art's bad, it can still be in my top ten. I don't care. But it is really nice when the art is really good in this game. And if you've been a Daniele Tassini fan at all, and you haven't played this, I haven't heard as much hype around this game. This game is really good. It is extremely good. Look at that. Pick which dice you want, Dean. Pick which dice from the bowl you want, huh? What do you want? I don't you tell me right now. <laughs> John said, Look at this really track. You have tracks to go up, Dean. You have tracks. You have four tracks. John How about says, that? Dean, you really need to try this game. You're going to love this one. Oof. John does not know me at all. This is not in my wheelhouse at all. I might really like it, but I'd be surprised if I do. Yeah, it's, it's one that it snuck into my top 50. It's kind of surprising. I was like, whoa, hey. Hey, guy, I didn't even realize you were there. He's just he's a guy standing in the corner when you walk in the room. And I was like, like, wow, oh, man. Yeah. And then this year he snuck back in again. I was like, yeah, okay, yeah. And it snuck in at number 50. So. And you put him on your list. See, that guy, I send him out of my house. I said, get out of here. I don't want you here. You're not going to make my top 50 list when you're creeping like that. You you do that to people. Yeah. That's, yeah. What he, that's what he says to me every time I come into his house. <laughs> every time I walk in the room and John's hiding in the corner waiting, eating popcorn, just waiting to say something. That's... <laughs> John's number 49, Trismegistus. That is my number 50, so. Yep, 50. <laughs> What's your number 40? This is bad when we mess it up right off the bat. You, no, no, don't include we, me <laughs> in this. You messed it up right off the bat. All right, what's your number 49? 49 for me is a game that you didn't love. You didn't hate either. It is no, it's fine. Kalis 1303. This was a remake of Kalis, obviously, a game that came out back in the day. I don't know when Kalis came out, but this is a... Pretty basic worker placement, but the thing I really like about it, you're going to see a lot of worker placement on my list, by the way. Yeah, you really like worker placement. The thing I like about this is, one, you're building your own spots, so like the game changes every time you play. It does. But also, there's a lot of interaction. I would even say meanness in this game. There's a lot of meanness in Absolutely. this game. Because if you put your worker towards the end of the trail and somebody takes that... What what does he call the provost? The provost. provost. There's a provost right there. I'm pulling it up on the, the YouTube right now. Moves the provost back. Well, guess what? You don't get to take those that worker placement action. You just mm-hmm. wasted a worker. Some people will hate that. I think a lot of people will hate that. But there are a lot of people who love that this love game. That. Yeah, I like it. I like the, I, I it. It creates it. high player interaction. It really does. There's a lot and, of high player interaction in this game, and you'll see that. That's something I like a lot when I play games. High player interaction. And it also has player powers, which I think it adds a lot to that as well. And that can be mean too, right? Because you can steal other people's player powers. Yes. Like if they think, oh man, I got this, and you take it from them. Oh my gosh. Uh, But I like the player powers as well. So yeah, it's uh, it's a fun game. It was just one for me that didn't, for whatever reason, I've never played the original Kalos and I want to, but for whatever reason, it didn't just pop for me. I just felt like that's a solid midweight Euro. You think you would like the original better? Maybe. Maybe. The people that... I tend to agree with, like, we tend to have the same tastes in games. A lot, Several of them I know like the original better. So okay, I, I don't know, though. I've never played it, so that's just theorem. Theorem. That's your number. Let me show you. Let, me, ha- let me help you out here. Three. That is number 49. F- you're number 49. <laughs> I got it that time. 
All right, I so can count backwards. My number forty nine is a is a game that just brings me comfort. It is a it's a homey game. You know what that game is, Dean? Village. Village. Love this game. Dean is disappointed that this game is on my list and is not on his. I just spoiled it. <laughs> I really did just say that. Yeah. Before like, the podcast. He really likes this game. And for some reason, it didn't get into the look at this picture of the person dead in their grave. For those on the podcast, that's an interesting part about Village. There's a couple things I like about it. Number one, I like how your players die because it gives those interesting decisions of, I know this player is probably going to die. How can I get the best use out of them right now? You know, and then as the, they get older, because you have to get rid of the players, you you know, there's numbers one, two, three, and four. Are there fives? I can't remember. Um, you have to you have to get rid of all your number ones before you get to your number twos and so forth and so on. And so there's interesting decisions of when to pl- where to place these people out on the board, um, where to place them because of that. All that is really really cool in this game. But also what I really enjoy about Village, let me see if I can get some better picks for those who are on the YouTube's over here. It's just a lot of pictures of player boards. There we go. There's actual. Everyone wants to take pictures of dead people. I mean, that is that's. I, there's a the travel board there, but yeah, I mean, actually, you know, I say that, but I just posted on Twitter a picture of just the dead people. I just want to get a picture of the cubes. There we go. That's much better. Another piece that I really like about this game is the cube, the way they work. Right when you want to take an action, there's cubes on the actions. You have to have a cube to be able to pick it up, unless there's another action that lets you do it. But when you pick it up, it's going to be a resource, right, Dean? So, like, you have those kind of interesting decisions of, I want to go here, but I really want that pink cube. So, do I go over there and take that action, even though I don't love it, just because I have to get that pink cube and make it work for me, or do I just go here because I really want to do this action? I like that. Yeah. You? Oh, yeah. Those are the two things that I really enjoy about the game a lot. Uh, Played it again fairly recently and just thought, you know what? Solid, mid-weight, kind of lighter, I would say, wouldn't you, on the mid, you know, yeah. Euro. It's like I think it's about a three, so it's not even towards the heaviness or whatever. Nice, solid, midweight Euro brings me comfort. When did this game come out? Let's pull this, 2011. Pull this back up. Yeah. Same time as... Uh, I thought there was it's Inca and Marcus Brand about. who do really great games. And so, yeah, I just I like Village. So, number 49 for me, Village. Yeah, that's um, one of my favorite games to play with my wife, for sure. I really enjoy that one. It, you know, it is kind of morbid when you talk about it that way. Let me work these people to death. I'm going to take as much advantage as, of them as I can. Wow. And then send them to the grave. Like, you know, like they're not even people. That's exactly what happens. That's uh, that's quite the theme there, isn't it? It is. There we go. Maracaibo. Boom. Is also quite the theme, eh? Hey, this is ranked 36 overall, 22 in the strategy game. So, hey, you know what? Should I go back real quick, Dean? Let's just let's just hit this over. Uh, hit hit this up really quick. Hit this over because I think this is interesting. So, Merchants Cove is 1650 overall. Okay. That's not a bad start at all. No, 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 no. That's and, a good start. Well, look at the look at the rating too. What is the rating on that? Seven point nine. Yeah, this, yeah, these are the BGG ratings. If you're listening on the podcast, Trisma Justice is seven forty seven overall. I bet you're surprised by that. That, that is in the top thousand. It's a really good game. Oh 7. no, 7. I'm actually surprised it's not higher. I, yeah. people love that game, but I think it's just on the heavier end. I, th- I also think that it's yeah. I don't know if it's as broad of appeal for other folks. Um, it's actually higher ranked than Kalis thirteen thirteen. 1303 13. that Dean talked about, which is 1,000 overall. What is Kalis, though? That's that's oh, much higher. Super, really super high. high. Yeah. And then Village would be our highest so far before Dean's Maracaibo at 168 overall. Now we're back to Maracaibo. 8.3 rating. 2019 has soared 
in these charts, man. Yeah, 36. For sure. for sure. So in Maracaibo, this is the Alexander Pfister game. This is set in the Caribbean during the 17th century. You're going to be going around the board, taking actions at the different spots. And if you've ever played Great Western Trail, it's similar to that. Not exactly. So Great Western Trail, you just keep soaring around the board. In Maracaibo, you're going to get to a point where you stop, and then you're going to all start together. But, but that's the gist of it. You're just going around the board. But the thing I really like about Maracaibo is that the game changes every time. There's like a story element to it where you can add different cards, different tiles, and things like that to the game. There is some uh, some area majority in this game where you're getting points for for you know controlling these different areas. There's lots of different cool things going on. I this game did drop for me a little bit, and I'll go ahead and say Great Western Trail is not on my top fifty. That is absolutely ridiculous and if you didn't get turned off actually i don't want to merchants cove is a good game anyways uh, you were just like trying to like tell the crowd like hey for some reason you're not going to like that up at merchants cove now if you now they're going to be like and on top of that you don't have great western trail this video is over i i sir will not say anything bad about your list i didn't say anything about your list i'm glad that merchants cove's on your list and i'm glad that this is on your list I am going to say one thing bad about your list. <laughs> it's hot garbage if you don't have Great I can, Western Trail I can find some it. bad things to say about yours, too. Really love Great Western Trail. It's just you top cannot. 50 out of how many games that we've played. A lot. A lot of games, right? So 50 is really good if you make it in there at all. Great Western Trail, I think, is probably top 60, top 70, somewhere around there. It was just outside this this list and you and, I, and it's been the on, card plays really good in this game yeah yeah the, and really that, good. that's what i was gonna say it really kind of makes it like for me you put your cards out you're gonna build your cards and some of those cards will allow you to put agents on the different islands and then when you go yep. to that island you can take that action instead of taking the actions that are there i think that's so cool i think like and again that feels kind of thematic yeah set collection from the different tokens that you're getting as well and you can get points based on what cards you have in play. I, there's just so much to like about this game. It's got a decent amount going on. This is a 3.89 weight, which for me is you know kind of on that higher end typically. Anything over four is is often not going to be something that I'm just yeah. like super excited about. So Maracaibo, my number 38. Yeah, so weirdly, let me just make sure here. One, two, three, four, five, six. When Seven, I say 38, I mean eight, 48. Nine, uh, everyone's <laughs> listening. 10. Uh, I screwed it up, and Maracaibo somehow fell off my list just on accident. Oh. So my number 50 is Maracaibo, or number 49. So it's not going to show up as one of those, but it is in my top 50 in my head. What does that even mean? I'm just telling you that it is. I have to give credit to this game. It's a fantastic game. Maracaibo is your number 50? I, something like that, yeah. What? Yeah, I don't, who was, knows? Your number fifty was already said. Yeah, I know. Tris Magistus. Yeah. Well, this is this just replaced it. Have you ever done a list before? Yeah. You know how lists work? Uh huh. That's not how it works. Uh huh. Well, we'll, right. we'll have it zoom in and go new to, new fifty breaking news. <laughs> I changed it in the middle of this thing. How about that? We did a little bit of that last year with your list too. I think. I did have a I did have a mess up. At the end, I was moving a lot of things around, and I guess it fell off somehow, and I don't know how that happened. Anyway, so that, 48. that was your 48. My number 48 is I have two games this last year from 2020 that jumped into my top 50. I talked about Dean, how um, we talked about how quickly Mer uh, Merchant's Cove soared, even Maracaibo soaring up pretty high, you know, just being a 2019 game. I've got a 2020 game in here, y'all. Renature. Are you surprised by that, Dean? 
Um, when you say surprise, I'm surprised it's not higher. Honestly, wow. I, okay. As much as you talked about this game and hyped it up, I really thought you were going to have top a fifty game. is amazing game. No, no, I'm not saying that's bad. I'm just yeah. saying like if you would have said, "Is Renature going to make my top 50? I would say, "Yeah, probably your top like thirty, maybe." Yeah. So this is a Keesling Cromer game. It just came out, and I just had two games back to back that feel like a warm bowl of pudding, okay, bread pudding. Like your grandma just brought you into the kitchen, and like that's how this game feels to me. You're placing dominoes and you're doing area majority, and it's weighted at two point one four. It's a fairly simple game to teach. This is why I like it so much. It plays relatively quick, forty five to sixty minutes. It the weight is around two, and you get these cool feels of like you know everyone has not everyone. A lot of people have good feels from when they used to play dominoes, right? Yeah, and some people still play dominoes and really enjoy it. My wife's family still plays Mexican train dominoes sometimes, and I mean it's okay, but they're having a good time. I like it okay, and we can have some talk back and forth. It kind of has those feels, and yet then you add this cool, super typical Keesling Cromer in a typical in a good way um, area majority thing going on, and it is in it's such a good package. It's such a fantastic package. This game is absolutely fantastic they just killed it with this game this year who knows it may even rise i just got to play it even more there we go how about that dean fun game that is 48 that's a good nature i know people can't see it on the podcast either that's a cool picture you're showing right now i like that it's dude did you see game. these pictures right here no i wasn't someone attention. took i know you don't pay attention someone took a bunch of dominoes and put them in places like owls and trees okay and stuff like that right. and it is pretty nice huh look at idea. that they got that bird it's a woodpecker pecking on the tree That's right next to it. Yeah, it's very clever. Good but radio. Ganshan clever. <laughs> Good radio. All right, my number 47 yep. is Grand Austria Boom. Hotels. How dare you, my child, Grand I, I guarantee this is on your list. Oh, dude, it is way higher on my I, list. I assume so. We don't have to talk about it a ton then, but Grand Austria Hotel at its heart is a dice drafting game. So you're going to Do you be, dress like a butler whenever you play it, like this picture that I'm pulling up on the. I don't appreciate you interrupting YouTube. me like that. All right. So you're drafting dice and taking the actions based on where those dice are. And if there's more dice in one location, you'll be yeah. able to take more actions. So if I take the, I think it's number four that gives you money. Oh, goodness. Not looking at the board, but. I have it right here. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Number four. If you take two of the four dice, that's going to give you a dollar for each of those dice that you take. And that's the crux of the game. Then you're going to be hiring your staff. That's going to help you get boost. You're going to be putting guests yep. into the rooms. And that's really Push how you're going to get a lot of the points. But as you're putting guests into the room, you're also gaining bonuses for those clumps of of rooms that you're filling up per the color of the clumps type of, room of rooms. I don't know if I've ever heard someone use that phraseology in my life. Yeah. Clumps of rooms. Clumps of rooms. Okay. Yes. Yeah, it's a common phrase. <laughs> there we go. Those are the pictures of the rooms right Maybe there. not so common. But anyway, I really, really enjoy this game. Oh, I, so good. John John got me onto this game, and I thought I might like this game, but I didn't know how much I was really going to love it. And so I've actually played uh, – I've mentioned Steve O'Rourke on the show uh, several times, and, and he and I have played it with, with other people, other other friends on – Yucatan. Uh, we've played that several times on there. It's just a really fun game. I like it a lot. It's a nice, like, mi solid midweight Euro, not overly thinky, but just really fun. The card plays brilliant. I'll talk about it more when I get to it way up my list. Yep. Number 47, Grand Austria. It's also Hotel. a tight game. I didn't mention that, but like, the money's really tight in this game. Oh, Resources yeah. are tight, which I like that. If you're garbage at it, it is. <laughs> <laughs> John's got lots of money in this game, but for me, not really. I'm just like, can I borrow a dollar? He's like, no, get out of my face. There you go. 
All right. All right. So that's your number 47. My number 47, and by the way, that is ranked 83 overall. That's so right. another really highly ranked game. I know that my number 47 is going to be really highly ranked, and that is an oldie but a goodie 1997 game, Tigris and Euphrates by Reiner Knizia. So sometimes I like Knizia games, Dean. Yeah. How about that? Yep. Um, ra- is this ranked- your only one of his on your list? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, ranked 95 overall. Tigris and Euphrates is a dead gum fun bloodbath. Kind of. Yeah. You're putting your these things onto the board. Here's the things I like about it. So you're putting out your pieces onto the board. You're sending out your... Dean's going to get mad at me because I don't know the names of the warriors and the what's the red and what's the black and all that stuff. I don't know. You know, I just call it the I green. I don't know what they are in this game either. I just call it the green. But you're putting them out onto the board, and it ends up... There's all these epic moments where, like, your... And I'm leaving this on the screen for you all. Whenever your... Um, kingdom goodness gracious is about is close to another person's kingdom and boom someone adds that unification tile and you go to war and i think that that's can be really really fun and in this game you're you're giving up uh, you're counting up how many tiles you have and then you're giving up tiles behind your screen so it's kind of like blood rage or one of those games right dean where you're just like i don't know what they have oh how much should i bet or whatever and you boom you throw it down there but what i like about this game the best i think the gameplay is really fun but it's the fact that you're the the way the game scores. At the end of the game, your highest score is the color you have the least of. So in this game, you can't just go, I'm gonna get all of the, you know, red cubes in the game and just dominate that way. If you do that, you lose because you have zero blue cubes. Here's what I think, John. You ready for this? I think you will like this. You described this game as a bloodbath. Settlement bath. Temple Farm Market. You described it as a bloodbath. You described it as Blood Rage-esque. You almost made it sound like it's this really epic game, right? Here's the thing. You're like that that vacuum cleaner salesman that really pumps up the vacuum, but it doesn't actually pick anything Because you don't think that it's that epic of a game. You think it's more like chessy or something like that. Yeah, it, it's, not, it's not a bloodbath. It's not Blood Rage. It's it's fine. I mean, I'm sure it's a great. Just, I've only played the app version, so I just it's not mean, like I'm dissing the game. It's just I think you're overselling what it wh- is. What I mean by bloodbath is like you're fighting against each other. Like you're like, oh, dude, they just took out a ton of my kingdom. Like that's it. Like I'm I'm sweating and I'm I'm dripping blood. I'm, le- I'm bleeding all <laughs> over the place. This is what happens. The reason I say that is because people have gotten knives thrown at them. In okay. the middle of a game Maybe I played. I played online, so I never had knives thrown at me through the screen. So Last game I played, why. someone broke a beer bottle over the side of the table and put it in my face. Wow, you're playing with I the said, wrong people. said, if you people. do this again, I'm going to cut you. Wow. And I said, come on, make my day, bro. And then he moved the cube. No, I grabbed it, I'm and the- I went around his head like this. I said, you know, if you want to say this again, I could do it. I'm not a violent man, but don't mess with me, Johnny Jitsu. Johnny Jitsu. All right, Johnny Jitsu, let's get to a real thematic game, one with That's real true. blood and real violence. Okay. And real zombies. Ready? Zombicide. We put pulled up Zombicide Black Plague, but honestly, any of the variations, just depending on which, which one really floats your boat. I really have enjoyed the Zombicide Black Plague, but the initial, the original Zombicide First Edition is the one that really got me hooked. Basically, what Ooh, you're doing you is you're- paint your version, by the way? That might be my painted version. Yeah. No, it's not. Okay, That's much better than mine. (laughs) I did paint my version, though, just the base game. But in this game, you are taking on the role of a character, and in the the Black Plague version of this, you're taking on, like, all these different 
you know, wizards and dwarfs and all that sort of thing. Zombicide, you're just taking on regular, you know, average Joe's Johnny Jitsu might be in the game. Yeah. And you're collecting weapons and each mission that you go on is going to have a different, uh, a different thing you need to do to win the game. So I might need to go like collect this item and bring it and, and be able to leave the board, something along those lines. Okay. But the biggest part of the game is you're killing all these different hordes of zombies and sometimes they get huge and sometimes it gets really intense. When you go into buildings, you need to collect items and those are going to allow you to roll more dice. So like if I have a chainsaw, it's going to let me roll more dice than like just a regular pistol or something like that. But I have to be closer to be able to use a chainsaw. I just love the feel of this game. Now, I, I, it's not like I'm looking for these super in-depth mechanics in this game. What I'm looking for is a really good time. Uh, that, Hooting and hollering. A game that brings out story and just one that we can laugh and have a really good time with. And this game is just so fun and fantastic with the components. simplicity of it. Yeah, yeah, it does have fantastic components. And wow, I did, again, I painted up my my version of the game. Yeah, like I'm trying to show pictures of the board and stuff, and I'm having a little bit of a hard time because everyone There's just so wants to show zombies. their... They want to show their minis and how they painted them. Well, sometimes it's hard to see the board because you get so many zombies on there. Yeah, that look, looks, at that. look how boring that looks without the paint. That's all of my miniature games, which are like three. I don't paint all my games. And in fact, if I painted I like to paint all a my zombie side stuff... Like to paint. Oh boy, it would take me a long time. All right, that is your number 46. Is that right, Dean? Zombicide variations. All right, my number 46 will be my first and not my last Stefan Feld game that shows up on my list. How about this, Dean? In the year of the... Speaking of incredible components, in the year of the dragon. Wrong. Stellar. False. I mean, through the roof. I have never seen cardboard pieces as thin as they can make them in this game. <laughs> it was like an art to it. Are those metal coins? Does it have metal coins? No. Okay. Someone, <laughs> someone like, got metal coins. Not I've only played the online version, so I wasn't sure. Yeah, so this game is basically um, Stefan Feld, the, I don't know, the disaster game. It's the feed your worker game from Hades. Like all you, But here's the difference in this and some other ones. Whenever you're feeding your workers in some games, you don't know exactly how much you're going to have to feed them and different things. This is not that hard to do. In this game, you know every disaster that's going to happen, if you see on the bottom of this board, before it happens. You know every round what's going to happen. So you have rounds to prepare. And guess what? You can, you can stop it. It's not that difficult. But what might happen is you might not score any points. you got to be a little risky in this game. Yeah, because whenever you can't, you know, pay your taxes or different things, you may end up losing the people inside your um, houses, temples. I don't even know what it's called. Buildings. Maybe it's just called buildings that you have like right here. And this game is really tight. It's a super tight game. Resources are incredibly tight. There's all kinds of disasters going on, which are really tight. And for me, it is that bend me over and spank me game that I love. What? That's exactly right. What? Sometimes it hurts a little, and it, it feels good when it does. Oh no, nope. And Not that's the what best this way to describe this game. And that's what this game is. <laughs> it is a weird thing. Like, hey, you like this, this game? Let me let me say you on this game. In this game, you feed your workers and you pay taxes. <laughs> How cool does that sound? I I I do like this game. I definitely don't love this game. It's it's towards the bottom of my Feld. Oops favorites but that's not a bad thing like feld is possibly my favorite designer so i i did like this game it's really unique it's Top a unique design right crazy though 
when you say this is a, I think one thing I like about this so much is it's a definitely a unique design for Feld. Yes, there are some yeah, yeah. mechanics I see in other games, but it feels a lot different than his other ones. And that doesn't mean different doesn't mean better. But in this situation, I just really like just when I really want to play a game that's going to like be this big puzzly challenge for me. Uh, I want to pull out in the year of the dragon to see if I can beat the challenge a little better than my opponent. Yeah. And whenever you do and you do super well, it feels so good in this game. But whenever you don't and you mess it up, you're like, I never want to play this game again. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but really. I'm going to put it in my top 50. That's it. That's my number 46 in the year of the dragon. All right. My number 45 is a game that will for sure be on John's list. And that is Concordia. Concordia <laughs> is right. <ran> <laughs> Are you kidding? Here, you, here we go again. How can a game like this be so low on your list? I Number might, 18 overall. I might be willing to like say, you're right, John. Had you not just picked In the Year of the Dragon as your top 50 game. Overall, Zombicide Black Plague is 185. In the Year of the Dragon, though he's, he's over here like making fun of it, is 310 overall. Yeah. A lot of people like this game. Concordia is number 18. 18 overall. How dare you put it this place? <laughs> Concordia is kind of a weird thing. And on all these games, had it, I just... The only weird thing is why it's 45 on your list. Had I just played Concordia, it probably would be higher. I mean, that's the reality of doing these lists, right? Like, if I it's do a game that, that you statement. like, and it's a game that you Often. just play, you might rank it a little higher than one you haven't played in a while. But It's really hard to rate games that you haven't played, and some of them are on our list in over a year. Yeah. Because sometimes you go back and you're like, man, that wasn't as good. Sometimes you go back and go, wow, that is fantastic. I played this recently, 2v2, and it was fantastic. So yeah, now I have not played Concordia Venus, Venus and I'd really like to do that. I think I said <laughs> all when, those words When wrong. Concordia has a baby, it's called a Venus. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, in Concordia, you are kind of deck building. I mean, it is. It's a deck building yeah. in this game, but it's also moving your ship and moving your person around and building different buildings onto the board. Your cards are interesting because that's how you're going to take your actions, but it's also how you're going to get your points at the end of the game. So you want to take those cards that are going to give you good actions, but also you want to kind of build your engine around how you're going to get those points from the cards. And that's, I want to say it's unique. It is unique, like not multi-use cards necessarily, but how they do it in this game I think yeah. is, is pretty unique. And it is and it's described as an elegant game very often, and I totally agree with that. I think it very much is. Probably this game would be higher if I played Venus, but yes. I've not played it. And if I played it yesterday, I might have it rated higher too. Yep. Ranked higher. Dean introduced me to this game. I did. Yeah. yeah. You introduced me to my love of my life. One of the loves of my life. Oh my. Hey, nothing wrong with that. No, it's, it's fine to have that kind of intimate relationship with your board with games. With multiple board games. That's the problem. Okay. <laughs> I love this game. I'm not going to talk about it anymore because I would like to. Because it's your favorite it game later. of all time. Mm, who knows? Maybe it is. Number 45, Concordia for Dini, right? Yep. My number 45 is an oldie, but a goodie, and that is Seven Wonders. Speaking of highly ranked games, it is ranked 42nd overall. This was a harder one for me this year, Dean, and I don't know what it is, but I haven't been like super wanting to play this game. And that kind of goes back to what you said about like, man, I with I agree with you. Like, I'm trying to pick games here. I am have been that I'm just really excited about playing. But this game is just such a classic game. This ends up being one of those games where like I don't get excited about playing it, and then I play it. And I'm like, why don't I play this more? Yeah, like almost every time, because this game is just pure, just simple fun. 
uh, simple uh, drafting game, right? You're just drafting a card, you're placing it. And I wouldn't say that all the decisions, some of the decisions are really grueling and very difficult and stuff like that. But I like not only that it's a card drafting game, but that it really, I think the player interaction is really important in this game. You yeah. have the battles that you have, you're watching what other people are drafting in this game big time because if they're taking all the science and technology you might be like oh do i back down off of that because i see that these players have taken them i really need those and so that kind of like push my luck are those still in the deck are there going to be more you know how's this going to happen when it gets back around to me will i have a chance for another one? Oh no i don't or oh yes i do and yay ha it's just it's just a classic incredible game i think the highest drafting game the only drafting game on my list like pure drafting game i think don't hold me to that but i think it is and it's fantastic yep great game you might hear about that one for me later on all right my number where are we at right now 44 44 my number 44 is the lord of the rings journeys in middle earth wow this is rated really high i'm i'm stunned it's ranked 91 overall yeah. i've never played it i just i didn't know people liked it as much that high okay yeah it's it is an app-driven game. It's okay. yeah, it's a miniatures game too. This is a a fantasy flight game, but basically you are going around, going on these different adventures. The app kind of a, uh, helps you along to to show you like uh, I want to explore a location. Then you do that in the app, and then it changes things on the board and all that. And it's they got the story you know flavor with it. The card plays what's interesting because you can the story flavor flavor text. So the cards are interesting in that the the battle system and how that works and and just doing the different um, uh, doing the different task through the cards and so it's basically just flipping cards over and looking at the symbols and that's going to be successes for yeah. you or not so that part might not be as interesting to people but it's I I like it I like the decisions on what cards to play and how to play them and all that which ones you want to kind of keep for the ability to be able to you know, do these tasks well, or to be able to keep it for the the text and and all the, you know, the the actual reason that you can use the card. I guess I'll, I'll yeah. say that. I don't know the, the better way to say that. But anyway, I really like this game. The funny thing is, I don't think this game has made my top fifty at all. And I it's thought not, it had. It definitely did not last year. Okay. At least the the list that I'm looking at, it may have the year before, but I don't think so. And it's not that I've played the game. I have played it over the past year, but it's not like I've played it a ton over the past year. It's just, it's one of those things that I just find myself really wanting to explore this game even more. There was a new expansion that was announced recently. I love this game. I really, really enjoy it. But I I like the Lord of the Rings lore, and this is my favorite. That's what I was going to ask you. How much do you like Lord of the Rings? Are you like a huge Lord of the Rings fan or just like, it's pretty good? I mean, I've read the books and I enjoy it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I really, you know, I like the movies. It's not, I like it's all of no them a lot. Disney for you. Um, it's apples and oranges, man. What are you talking about? There's apples and there's oranges, and they're different. <laughs> all right. Number 44. I can like both, right? That's your number 44. Yep, it's a great game. All right, number 44. My number 44, like, I just did back-to-back earlier homie games. I'm going to go back-to-back classics now for my number 44, and that's Carcassonne, and I've got pulled up here the Carcassonne Big Box 6 that's the version that I own and the reason I pulled up this is because uh, first of all Carcassonne is a, a, a simple game right draw a tile out of the bag place it you go you know you get points for the cities for have you know for points for how many how long your road is gosh if I could talk um and that's fun it's fun that I can introduce Carcassonne to anybody there's a reason that it's a classic I need to go back and look at what it's rated it right is, now it is 184 okay 184 there's a yeah. reason that so many people talk about this game 
um, that it's on so many lists, and it's because it's a brilliant design, right? It's just it's just absolutely fantastic. And but here's the thing: if it were simply just the base game, it wouldn't have made my list. And I've, I say this every year when I put it onto the list because it's just not enough meat for me on the bone for what I I like in my style of decisions, right? Like this game can be very interesting and very and thinky. It's just just the way I like to make decisions. Because yeah. I get people argue with me about this, like, yeah, but I mean, this is like a you know brilliant game. Chess is you know easy to understand where how things go, but you can move it a lot of different places. I get, I get that. I just I like it when you're adding the extra expansions a whole lot because it adds just those layers of grueling and difficult decisions that you have to make in this game. And uh, when you start adding those, though, it gets it can get pretty thinky. Yeah, a little crunchy. Like, man, I got this, I got that, but it's not too much, you know. And I like how you can add a little at a time. You know, I love I love Carcassonne a lot. It's not on my list, but it's you know it's it's a game that I really wow. I'm surprised it's not on your list. I play it a ton. I don't know. It's it's just not up there. But the thing I like about Carcassonne is that you can have as much player interaction as you want. Like I play this with people. Like if my wife and I play this, we don't we don't often like try to go and try to take over somebody else's city. And we still have a really good time playing that. I think it's more optimal when you're playing with higher it's player way interaction. More fun. But but it's okay if you don't, especially for the type of people that you're playing with. And I, I like that. And not all games offer that. You know, some games it's like you have to do this yeah. or you don't do this at all. But like that in between is not that common. Oh, there's no way that I'm not getting in on your city. That's how I played the game. If you have a problem with it, you know what you can do? Oh, man. I'm just telling you. Like if you don't want to play, if you don't like that, then get out of, get out of my carcassonne. Flip the table. Absolutely. Throw the towels at your face. 44 Carcassonne. Now we're getting into my 43, and hopefully I'll be able to do a better job of explaining this than I have at the other ones. But so in Small World, this is essentially just an area control game. 265 overall. Where you are, yeah, that's right, 265. And so basically, I'm going to take a stack of tiles that represent a specific race. And then they have a power associated with them. So if I go through and I take all these spots, I might be able to get more points if I land in this location that's a mine. Or I might be able to take out an extra one of your people. Or I might be able to have extra people or something like that. But every race and power that you combine is going to be very different than what John has, right? And so that's really really cool. the biggest part of the game is like... The, the funnest part, I think, is probably figuring out which races and, and power combination that you want to take. Add in all the expansion and the, the opportunities are endless. I mean, there's so many different combinations with those. And there's different maps and things like that. But the gameplay itself is pretty simple. Then you're just going to lay those out there and then count up the points that you have. I know people are, you know, kind of over Small World maybe. Like, oh, yeah, that was fun when I first started playing. For me, I still like it. I still really love this game. That's how I feel about it. I do think that it's fairly unique the way that the player powers work and how, like you were talking about, how you match them so it's not just the same thing every time. I really do enjoy that about the game. Um, it was one that really did help make me excited about the hobby. Like, I got in. When did this come out? 2009, yeah. And I remember playing it going, wow, this is fantastic. And yeah. I played the crud out of this game. I still enjoy playing the game. It's it, it's not a bad game. There's just, there's just other games that I just that have usurped it for me Yeah. if I want that style of a game. You know what's weird is I find myself, especially when I look at these apps that I have, and I'm like, what are the what are the games that I keep going back to that I want to play? This like, is one of them. I have a ton of apps, but like Small World's one that I find myself playing all the time. Seven Wonders is another good example of that. Like, 
I'm I'm thinking if I want to play it that much, I need to have it rated pretty high, right? Yeah. So anyway, but also the physical copy of this, I like playing this two player, but you know it's great at a higher player count too. There so, you go. Anyway, small world. That's your number forty. What are we at? Forty three, right? All right. So my number forty three is another Stefan Feld game. How about that, Dean? You may see that even more on this list. Um, Rialto. How about that? New to my list this year. You don't like it. Oh no, I like Rialto. It's just, You're just stunned. It's just funny that like our tastes are so different in Feld games. I think unless ranked, you have like 20 games on your list, ranked 10, 86 overall, 6.9. So this would probably be. I'm going to guess this would be the lowest rated um, BGG one of them at least, if not the lowest in. Uh, yeah, rated games in, 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 on BGG. This is one that I, so in this game it's it's really fun. Like you have stacks of cards. If I can pull them up, so you're gonna pull up like six stacks of cards. You're gonna shuffle them. You're gonna lay them out. And yeah, on YouTube, y'all, I'm trying to find some pictures of it, but sometimes it can be difficult. But you're laying these out, and then you're having to first of all pick which cards. There we go. Which row of cards or column, excuse me, of cards that you want, right? And then. Which is tough. It's all that classic Stefan Fell. Like, oh man, I want this one, but I want this one. I want that one, but I would, could use that one. And then you go through the, these different actions um, and play cards. And whoever played the majority of cards there, you go around the table. Whoever played the majority, get a bonus. And then on top of that, you have all this little like area majority action going on in the middle of the table. You have buildings that build you a small engine. I wish the buildings were what, part was a little cooler. I, I really do. But what I love about Rialto is that it's just one of those like almost like not quite gateway level games, but just a, just a just a little kick, a little kicked up a little notch. I've been playing it with uh, like my wife's family a lot, and we all just love this game. There's just that that. Euro feel to the game, but the excitement of like an Ameritrash whenever someone flips over and goes, I'm playing two, and you're like, no. And so it like adds that, it like combines that, and then the area majority, like a lot of pieces I like in games, it adds them all together in a mid weight on the lighter end Euro. And I just love this game. I just love it. Dean's only played it two, so he can't talk about it. No, I think it's fun. I, th I think it's fun. I can get an idea of, of whether or not. This would make my top 10, and even playing it at a full player count, I'd be surprised if it makes my top 10. Your top 10 of Stefan Feld games is correct. Yeah, top 10 of Stefan yeah. Feld. Yeah. I, I, yeah, um, yeah I, I, I dislike it a lot. I need to rate a little higher. If you're looking on YouTube and see my ratings, sometimes those just kind of <laughs> move around a little bit. But, anyways, well, that's a good point because some of these, you know, some of these that's games John's ratings on YouTube. I've rated high but they're showing up lower on the list than something that I rated lower. That's just the part of the fluidity of this reviewing process, yeah. right? It okay, is. my number forty-two is a game that kind of surprised me. Wow, when it I showed know. up on there, Quacks of Quedlinburg. It's because you just played the other night. It is, but then I realize every time I bring this game out, I'm like, I love this game so much. I just, and, I always have so much fun playing this one. And so does the world because it's ranked sixty-eight overall. That's right. It is rated sixteenth. This was also the Kenner Spiel de Jars winner in 2018. That's a connoisseur game of the year. 
in Germany. And in this game, it's a bag builder. And basically what you're going to do, and push your luck. Push your luck is a big part of big this game. Part. So you are drawing out these different discs out of your bag. You're putting them into your little pot. Cauldron. And your cauldron, and which is a pot. And then if you bust, so if you look at the white tokens, I know you can't all see the screen, but there are these white tokens with numbers on there. If those numbers exceed seven, then it's going to explode. Everything's going to blow all over the place. you got a huge mess all over your dining room. It's a, it's awful. That would be cool. <laughs> if like all like something happened and all the pieces went poof. That's right. But pushing your luck is too far is not terrible, especially early in the game, because all that means is now I can either get points or I can get the buy and the the buying power. And you okay? can make up the points. Later in the game, you can't. Like you don't need to explode later in the game. But early in the game, you could totally do it and be fine. And but I just I love it because it's like every time you draw a disc out of the bag, you're like, yeah or no. And it's everybody's it's cheering and it's just good times. And that's just the base game. Now, I do have the the uh, what is it called? Herb witches or herbal mm-hmm. something yeah, like the that. Herb witches, I think. And then there's the alchemist. I've not played the alchemist one, but just the base game alone, I think, is fantastic. And I really, really love this game. It is a lighter weight game. One point nine four. So this yeah. is a good entry level game for people who might not play get a lot of games but even if you do like me you can still love it this is my 13 year old son's favorite board game of all time uh we really do love it every time we play it you know it's uh it's not really close to my top 50 it might make my top 100 maybe probably not but it's still a a very solid excellent game yep so fantastic lots of good fun all right that's your number 42 my number 42 is out of this world so far out of this dead gum world that we're terraforming Mars. Oh my. What? I think if you're going to dog me for putting Concordia in my, like, whatever, 40, whatever number that was, oh. and you're putting terraforming Mars at 40 something. You don't remember the number again, do you? Two. 42. That's right. 43. This is probably Two. one of the 42. games that has fallen the most for me. In this list, ranked twenty number four, ranked number four overall of it, all time. That's right. It was really high. So, uh, you know, in this game, the really great parts about it, why it's—I mean, it's on my list, dude. Fifty. I mean, top fifty of all time. That's pretty awesome. That's what I said about Concordia, and you slapped me. Yeah, no. Well, whatever. In this game, what's so cool is you're all working together, right, to raise the temperature and to put the oceans out on the board and to raise the oxygen level and that's kind of cool so there's it's a cooperative pieces, game yeah that you're working together except for you're not oh, right oh boy you're fighting against each other and oh it's my a, this is games of bloodbath <laughs> it's a corporate bloodbath it is because your corporations and you're out there vying for positions on the board but really the big piece about it and i love that i love the way the board works in this game and how you're trying to get like parts parks adjacent to cities and stuff like that, and other opponents are trying to do the same things. I like that part a lot. But this is really the crux of this is card play, right? And the card play is so simple yet deep. Like yeah. there are so many cards in this game, and yet the simplicity of it, when I say simple, is it just tells you what to do. You gain this and lose this. Gain this production. You know what I mean? And so it's like it's simple enough to where I've gotten people who haven't played a ton of games have actually played this game with me. I love that about it. Um, the challenge to why it's dropped a little for me is, I guess, Johnny Old Man, I just don't have time to play this that much. This game can take a... Depending on the player count and who you're playing with, this game can take a really long time to play. You can just Because I'm not a lifestyle. Expedition. I'm not a lifestyle Terraforming Mars guy. So I don't... you know, And I'm not playing with people who have played it a million times either. Yeah, dude, the Ares Expedition is good. I told you when we rated that, it could be on this list versus this because it is that snappier 
peppier version of the game. I feel like I've shied away from games like that in the past, but now, I don't know, man. Maybe it's just the time of my life. I'm starting to go, I understand why people like some the little streamlined versions sometimes. Like Quacks. Of what? Streamlined of what? Quacks of Quedlinburg. Like, what is that a streamlined version of? Like, it's a streamlined game. It doesn't have to be a streamlined version of something, oh. but a streamlined game. Here's, yeah. here's what I think, John. This game is our future, I think. This, like, the game of corporate greed and, and taking over Mars. Like, we're living in that world right now. True. Where they're going to be, like, you know, hopping on an unfortunately shaped rocket ship, going into space, and, and terraforming Mars, maybe in our lifetime. You just wanted to get that in. I did. <laughs> My goodness. What were they thinking? I know what they were thinking. There's a meme out there. There's a lot of memes out there, actually. All right, so that's my number 42. Still really enjoy Terraforming Mars. It did slip a little bit for me this year, but uh, excellent game, and I understand why it's people's number one. 41 for me is a game that's probably been on my list every time. This is ranked number 191 overall. That is Arcadia Quest. I'm I've actually, never played this game, dude. I'm in the middle of it. Hey, if you look it up, you can see some of my minis on there. I actually did post some of my minis. This was one of the first games that I painted. That is definitely that not minis? it. No, yes, it that's is. much better. Arcadia Quest is, uh, I mentioned, I'm playing a, a campaign like as we speak, not like right now, but I'm in the middle of a campaign with some friends, and I just remember reminded how much I really like this game. But basically, in this game, you're going around and you are attacking each other and also attacking the monsters together. But really, you want to be the guild that is the champion at the end of one of these scenarios. It's campaign-based, and so when you get to the very end, whoever lands the last blow on the final baddie in the game is going to be reigned victorious, okay? In this game... We've played three games so far, and and it's a three-player game. We're playing a three-player game, and we've all won one game so far. And I felt like I was really far behind initially, but I'm catching up now. I'm building up my building up my characters. So basically, you've got three characters, and you're also there. It is. Those are mine. Those? So, are, oh no, seriously? Yeah, those are mine. I made those. Good job. Well, I didn't make them. I painted them. But uh, the, the, the coolest part about this game is that if you go to the next page, there's some more of mine. I think, but. Okay. The coolest part about this game is that you're building up your characters. So, like, you get money and you can buy things to boost your character. You can buy weapons. You can buy, like, these items that will give you a boost, like a permanent boost. And it's just it's just a lot of fun dice-chucking type game. Yep, those are mine, too. There you go. Look at this. This is a, you know, don't get this every day. You don't, don't get, get a look at Dean's, there we go. look at Dean's minis every day. Dean is not a great mini painter. But you, you got to admit, like, it's better than having great minis, right? Yeah, it looks good. Okay. Stop downplaying. Arcadia Quest number forty-one. That's I think the first, second game I painted. I painted. So that's the end of your list today. Yep. So that's the end of this. All right. So forty-one. The end of my list is a bloodbath. Faux show. Is it Arcadia Quest? Blood rage. Why is this not your number one game of all time? Is are are you are you tipping your hat? Maybe tipping your hand. Maybe not. That would be the term. It it? has been my number one game every year. A tip of Oda hat. Yeah, so in Blood Rage, it really is a bloodbath. Uh, It is a card drafting game, and as you draft cards, you're going to be upping your stats. You're going to be able to um, get cards that will help you in battle, right, Dean? All kinds of different things. 
And maybe even getting more monsters that are crazy and huge looking and draw you into wanting to get those. And then you're like, mm, it's really not that great. <laughs> That's exactly right. Every but time. I still fall for it every time. Dude, I, I did that with the sea serpent last game and I didn't need it for my strategy. And I'm like, what in the heck did I do? Like, I, what was I the got point? A dang sea serpent. But my sea serpent looks really, yeah, I won't say it, on the board. I will say the troll and the sea, sea serpent from the base game are probably my favorites, I think. Yeah. More even than the fire giant, which the fire giant looks really cool and is powerful, but I don't usually get that one because it's so expensive. So I played this this week or last week. So like I, this super fresh on my mind. I enjoyed the game for sure. I like the car drafting. I like how, hey, you're going to have to battle. Like you're not just going to sit on your side of the board and do nothing unless players are terrible. That's right. You've got to battle. And, and, the, and the game shrinks as Ragnarok starts taking off more provinces and stuff as the game progresses, which is really cool. Um, why this game doesn't go... Why Dean, you know, I know he's like, well, is it number one and all this kind of stuff. Um, which I'm kidding, by the way. Yeah, but like I will say this about it. This game has the one person or two people. You can get beat down. Yes. Like, yep. if there's new players, you might lose 150 to 30. Or something like that. Like, and so that actually turned me like it was it soured a little bit because we had a friend that we taught this for the first time and he plays games, Matt, our buddy Matt. And he was doing well the first round, and I was really impressed. I was like, dude, he's doing better than me. He's gonna do really well. And then just the tables kind of turned on him, and he basically had no chance, like midway through the second. And like, so he basically played half a game where there was literally no way unless we were really dumb and handed him like all the Loki cards or Did something. Did he like, like it? I never asked you that. He, I could tell that he liked it a lot better at the beginning yeah. when it was more competitive. And yeah. then I think it kind of gave – he said he liked it. But I think there was maybe a little bit of a sour taste in his in his mouth as he um, as he as the game progressed. So I, he said he wants to play it again. Also, the other challenge – and this is not a, a fault of the game at all. But it, with introducing it to new people, if you know the cards, you're going to kill everybody else. Because you just don't know what's going to happen. And as much as you say, hey, there's probably this or there's a card that does that and you try to help people out, you will get absolutely destroyed. That's no fault of the game. It's not. You know, and that's, you know, any drafting card drafting I was just saying that for people who like are that. introducing it. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's absolutely. no fault. I mean, yeah, if you play it, know it well, you should whip them. And you might kind of highlight some of those cards whenever you're yeah. teaching this one for that very purpose. But It's but still a right. great game. It's still really fun. Did you play it? You didn't play a painted version of this either. No, we played my version, so it a, definitely wasn't painted. You should paint your we version. We played it at four last time, so... Yeah. There you go. My Love number 41. Rage. And I get that. I totally get what you're saying about it being like you can just demolish somebody. This game can be tight. I've played tight games of this, but I've played games Absolutely where you beat be. yeah. somebody by more than 100. And I, I that doesn't bother me. Actually, now that I think about my top 10, I've got maybe a few games like that where you can just absolutely he demolish somebody. He just likes to somebody. destroy people. It's no, ranked. I go ahead and tell you, I'm the one being destroyed in all of these games. It's ranked 33 overall. Yeah. So I mean that's there's people love this game for a reason. It is it is a very good game. Yeah, it's probably my most thematic game on my list for sure. Oh my. Right? I've got, I've got lots of them. I don't know. I, I have to go back tell. and think about it, but I don't have very many thematic games. So there we go. That's our top. Go ahead and lead us out, Dean. 50 through 41. And so what we're going to do is every week we're going to be releasing this. And so next week we're going to have our 40 through 31. John, tell people how they can get in touch with us. If you're watching us on YouTube, we would love for you to subscribe. If you're listening to us on the podcast, go ahead and write a review. We'd like to even read it on the air. You can go to at Meepletown Games on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to check us out on social media. If you'd like to support what we're doing, you can go to patreon.com slash Meepletown. We're also board game geek. Guild 3407. Thanks for coming down to Meepletown.
Oh, John, I just had a great idea. Okay. I was thinking like, I really like the Mana games. You really like your Wii games. Okay. There needs to be a mashup of some of these games. So I was thinking, oh boy, Blood Rage meets Concordia. What do you think of that? Dude, those boats would get destroyed. Yeah, like, yeah, the they boats would. are still in the, the sea. Server, like, and like the people are like, "No, my child!" New guys in the corner peeking his guts out. <laughs> Here comes the meat wagon. What's happening to my mother? Like, I mean, that's like gruesome. Yeah, that's exactly what I want. 